Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mode, the thoughts that get you out of the mode, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 137. This forgotten aphrodisiac is a total game changer. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me in this episode where we are going to revisit this concept of what an aphrodisiac is and one that we may have forgotten about because this forgotten aphrodisiac can be super powerful. Now, if we think about what an aphrodisiac is, this is something that ignites or sparks our desire for intimacy. It is something that causes a feeling of excitement within ourselves. And so we need to really look at our concept of what an aphrodisiac is and be able to maybe expand it. And instead of only thinking about it as, hey, it's only these few things, these few smells or these few um, things that I look at um, or eat, that an aphrodisiac can be quite a variety of things. And so we want to kind of jump into that concept. And what we're going to talk about today as this um, forgotten aphrodisiac is the art of listening and how this can really contribute to us being in the mood for intimacy and why listening can be something that is exciting and can actually draw us closer to our spouse and draw us into being near them. And so we're going to talk about listening and how to increase our skills in listening. And so I want to mention that we're going to be using a few skills from the book that's called Messages, the Communication Skills Book. And there are three authors, Matthew McKay, Martha Davis, and Patrick Fanning. And of all the communication books that I've read, this by far is my favorite. And so we're just going to pull out a couple points from this book. And so as we get started, we want to talk about this concept that if we are having communication challenges in our marriage and communication problems, which listening would fall into that category, then we are having some marriage problems. And so when we think about couples and some of their struggles in marriage, communication is almost always in the top three things of what couples struggle with. And so listening is for sure a huge part of communication. And so we really want to talk about this. And if we look at some of the definitions of communication, we're not going to go into all those today, but I wanted to pull up one or two definitions of communication. And the first one is it's the exchange of information or knowledge. And so whenever 
a husband and wife are talking about something or just sharing something about themselves, listening is going to be involved and there's going to be an exchange of some type of information. Now, if we don't have listening skills, man, there's a thousand things that could go wrong with the information that is trying to be communicated by our spouse. Each spouse has their own set of listening skills and speaking skills and interpreting skills. And we all have our own filters of how we interpret things. And we often make assumptions as well. So we can see that there are a lot of things that could go wrong in the whole process of communication and in this exchange of information. But the other definition of what it means to communicate that I really want to highlight is it means to make known. Now, the reason this definition is so awesome is because this is also one of the key definitions to the word intimacy. So we can see that the process of communication, the system of communication, which includes listening, is to make things known, which is also the basis of what creates intimacy. So I wanted to make sure we have a great and clear understanding of that important, important connection. So if we think about what happens when we're talking to our spouse and we feel like they're not listening, they're distracted, or they don't really understand what it is that we're trying to say, this is going to really contribute to our mood and how we think about our spouse and how we feel about our spouse. And usually what happens is if we don't feel understood by our spouse, this is going to affect how much we are in the mood for intimacy. And more often than not, if we don't feel understood by our spouse, we are going to be not in the mood for intimacy. And so making sure that we have skills for listening is going to be a great foundation for both spouses to be able to create that closer connection the more we understand ourselves and the more that we understand our spouse. So as we get started, I want to talk about the four goals of listening. And the reason it's important to know these is that each time you go into a conversation, I want you to pick one of these four goals and then go into that conversation trying to accomplish one of them. A lot of times I hear couples say that conversations or listening is boring. And I think a lot of the reason for that is because they don't have a goal in mind. They think that the goal is just to be the sounding board for their spouse. But this is actually not one of the goals of listening. And so if we think that that's the only goal of listening, yeah, we can become very bored by that. But if we know what the four goals of listening are, and then we choose one every time we go into a conversation with our spouse, that can really change the way that we listen as we have our own personal goal for listening. So here are the four goals. The first one is to understand someone. And 
for the purposes of this podcast, it's going to be to understand your spouse. But this can also be true in any conversation that you have. Imagine yourself at work and a coworker or even your boss comes to your desk and wants to have a conversation with you. One of your goals could be to understand that person and what it is that they're saying. So the more that you understand that this is a goal for yourself when you listen, man, that can really be super helpful to help increase how your relationships are developing. The second goal is to enjoy someone. So when we listen with this goal in mind, we can start to be active listening and look for the things that also excite us so that we can build a connection on something similar, something that surprises us or something that we find fascinating. And as we approach conversations with, I want to find something to enjoy about this person, man, our ears perk up and we go into that listening mode with something exciting in mind. And we can find things that we really connect with and that creates that sense of enjoyment. And when we think about things that we enjoy, we usually have motivation to go towards the things that we enjoy. So if you find that getting into conversations is not that exciting for you or it's not that motivating for you, really pay attention to this one. And then challenge yourself to go into a conversation with your spouse saying, I want to find something enjoyable in what they are saying. And that makes the conversation much more exciting. Okay, the third goal is to learn something. So let's say you and your spouse are in a conversation. And let's say it's something that is um, a touchy subject. And it's a subject that's come up for you guys several times in the past and now it's shown up again. Well, maybe if you say, okay, my goal for this conversation is to learn something new that I haven't known before. Man, our brains really like novelty. It likes newness. And so if we say, what's something new that I can learn in this conversation, our brain is actually eager to be involved in that activity. And so it won't seem like such a task to be involved in that conversation. So give your brain that exciting mission to learn something new. And the final goal of listening is to help someone. So if you go into a conversation with that goal of, hey, I really want to help my spouse with something that they're struggling with, I wonder how I can help them. Again, it sends your brain on an awesome mission. Your ears will perk up and you will be actively listening to find a way to help them with what it is they are actually saying. And so this makes you a much more attentive listener and also will keep some of the other traps that come with listening when we want to just interrupt or just share our thoughts. Um, and our own opinions about things, if we say, hey, I want to go into this conversation and really help my spouse with something, then we have to actually listen to what it is that they're struggling with so that we can actually help them. So those are the four main goals. And this is what's called real 
listening. There are many things that we can do to fake listening, but that is not helpful for a relationship, especially an intimate relationship. And so what we want to do is focus on these four goals and pick one so that we are doing real listening and not fake listening. So I would like to challenge each of you that each time you go into a conversation to pick one of those four goals. Now, I want to give you a checklist that you can use on yourself, not on your spouse, to help you know if you are involved in total listening, right? There are things that we can do to show our spouse that we are listening. And this is such a good way to take full responsibility for yourself to answer the question, am I a good listener? Am I a skilled listener? Am I doing real listening? So here are the things that you can challenge and observe in yourself to see if you are doing total listening. The first one is, are you maintaining good eye contact. If you are never looking at your spouse, it can be so easy to get distracted and allow your mind to wander. But if you know that that is one of the signs of being a good listener, then you can stay focused on that and say, okay, am I looking at my spouse? Am I paying attention to their body language? Am I looking at them for those other signals that are sometimes not spoken so that I can have a deeper understanding of my spouse. So that's the first one. The second one on this checklist is, am I slightly leaning forward? If we're laying down on the couch or um, having our legs crossed and our arms crossed, um, this can also lead us to close ourselves off from what is being said. It also sends a message to our spouse that we may not be as open to what it is that they're actually trying to convey to us. So we want to show, hey, I'm invested. I'm leaning in. I want to hear what it is that you're saying. Okay, the third one, how are we reinforcing what they're saying? Are we nodding? Are we letting them know that we are hearing what they're saying? And are we paraphrasing the things that they are talking about? Or the reason for this is so that we can make sure that we are actually getting their intended message. So if they talk for two minutes and then we summarize in one sentence, that is a fabulous way to reinforce, hey, I heard what you said and I got it right. And if we summarize in one sentence and we don't get it correct, that gives us the opportunity to clarify things or to ask a question so that we can get it right. Now, the next one is to actively move away and put away distractions. So if you're going into a conversation and your phone is out, either put your phone away turn it off, turn it over, put it in your pocket, whatever. You do that for yourself first so that you are not distracted during the conversation. But that's also a courtesy 
for the other person to say, hey, I'm fully invested in listening. I'm going to put my distractions away. I don't want to be distracted. I want to get the full message of what you're saying, and I want to give you my full intention. It's such an easy thing to do and sends a wonderful, wonderful message right at the beginning of the conversation. Finally, we have two more. This one is to be committed to understanding what was said, even if you have negative feelings. So even if they say something and you can feel your blood boiling and you're feeling angry or frustrated or upset, or you feel that you want to go on the attack, really challenge yourself to say, okay, yeah, I'm having those emotions, but I want to really be committed to the complete understanding. And if we do that, we can allow our emotions to still be there and linger there for a little bit, but not let our emotions take over and sabotage our listening skills. We don't want to do that. We actually want understanding. So we have to be committed to understanding our spouse's intentions. And the final part of this checklist is no interrupting. If we are interrupting, this is a huge flashing neon sign that you probably are thinking your own thoughts. You want to defend your own positions, share your own ideas, and we have lost real listening, right? Because if you're only thinking about what you want to share, you are no longer accomplishing the four goals of real listening, right? To understand someone, to enjoy someone, to learn something new or to help someone. And so we want to make sure that we don't allow interruptions to sabotage real listening and sabotage us from accomplishing one of those four goals. So as we wrap up this podcast We need to really keep in mind that listening has a purpose. And when we listen to understand, we feel good about ourselves, that we are using listening skills and that we're accomplishing one of these four listening goals. So that can give us confidence, but it can also really send a positive message to our spouse of, I see you, I hear you. And I understand you. Now, imagine you're on the other end of a spouse who is listening and you think and you're observing that they see you, they are listening actively to you, and they totally understand you. What is that like to be on the other end of a spouse who is listening? When you feel understood, that draws you in to your spouse. Like, oh, they get me. Oh, I'm so grateful to have a spouse who gets me. Oh, I want to be close to that spouse. That's exciting. That's invigorating. And that increases our desire for connection. This is an aphrodisiac. And it is a forgotten aphrodisiac. And so the more we can increase our listening skills within ourselves, We are also modeling it for our spouse. It's okay if our spouse isn't listening to this podcast right now. We can model 
these skills for our spouse. And before you know it, they may start adopting them and not even realize that that's what's happening. And now we have two spouses who have increased in their listening skills. And this is an awesome cycle to be in. So I want you to think about this next week. Ask yourself this. What is one thing I'd like to understand about my spouse more? Or what is one thing I'd like to learn about my spouse more or enjoy about my spouse more or even help my spouse more? These are the four goals. Pick one this week and see if you can use these listening skills on this checklist to help you accomplish that goal. And finally, ask yourself this, am I skilled at listening? Because the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join us again next week.